Welcome, my beloved family and friends. Welcome to Heart to Heart. Well, beloved, it's time for another one of those our little talks. Mm Mm-hmm. It was put on my heart to talk to you all about anger. (laughs) Yes, anger. Anger and what it does to you. This is for someone. Our Heavenly Father, Yah, let me know someone needed to hear this. Really needed to hear this. So, you know who you are and just take it to know that you're really special. That he made a special podcast just for you to help you. Okay, beloved. Do you know the weight you carry when you are angry at someone or about something? Let me give you names of some of the weight you're carrying. Bitterness. Belittling, hatred, unforgiveness, offense, resentment, unhappiness, and more. This is heavy baggage, beloved, and it will destroy you. It will allow the the enemy to come in. It takes your joy and your peace. It could ruin your reputation and also make you sick physically and mentally. Now, beloved, I know there is also justifiable anger, which is called righteous indignation. And we'll talk about that too in a little while. First, let's discuss the anger that's hurting and destroying and and killing some people. You know, anger is always because of something or someone. It can be a, a reaction of being hurt, embarrassed, disrespected, or being jealous, or by being let down by someone or cheated and lied to by someone. All these things are very hurtful and they can make you angry. What is the definition of anger? What is anger? Anger is a strong passion or strong emotion of displeasure or antagonism, which is hostility or opposition incited by an insult of some sort, which could be justifiable or unjustifiable. Let me give you a few names along with the few examples of unjustifiable anger in scripture. The first one, let's start with Cain. All be in Genesis. Cain's anger was because of jealousy. He was jealous of his brother Abel's offering being accepted by Yah, the Heavenly Father, 
and he is rejected. Now, all he had to do really was to give an acceptable offering as well as Abel. But no, he he preferred to be angry because his brother did a better job than he did. And sometimes people get angry at that, at someone else's success. Or if someone is being praised about something, they get angry. I've had that happen to me where I was in a relationship and if someone complimented me, they got angry. And it got to where I was I would be so nervous and hate for someone to compliment me. And that shouldn't be. That just should not be. There's another one. Jonah. Oh, Jonah. Jonah was angry at the Heavenly Father, at Yahuwah, which some of you call Save the Lord. He didn't want the people of Nineveh stay saved. And he was upset with the Father for even wanting him to go in there and preach to them for them to be saved. And he hated the fact that they repented. He was angry. He was so angry, he, he wanted to die. He wanted the Father to kill him. Can you imagine? No, these two examples are definitely unjustifiable anger. Here's another one. King Saul in, in, in Samuel. Now, King Saul, his jealousy toward David for the song that they were singing. Saul, King Saul kills his thousands and David kills his ten thousands. He was angry at David and he was also angry at David because he knew he was the new chosen king. But that wasn't David's fault. There would have never been a David if Saul had have been obedient to the father and not gotten so full of himself and think he can do what he wants to do, what he thinks is best. He caused David to be king by him being disobedient to the father. Because our heavenly father, Yah told him he would be, his line would be in king forever. He would keep a king through his family. But he blew it. Now, was he righteous to be jealous of David because of David's success? Or because David is the one that the father chose because of his failure? No, he didn't. Now, some would tell themselves they have a right because he's going to take my place. But why was he going to take his place? because of what he did and did not do. He did what he wanted to do. When he was told to destroy everything, the animals, the people, everything in that village place he went into, he didn't do it. He kept the best. And his reason was where the people wanted to take the best so that we can give an offering to God. And then he did, 
he didn't kill the king. Now, he was saying, I know better. It cost him. It cost him. And then he he wasn't a priest, and he, did, he made a sacrifice, called himself trying to make a sacrifice unto the Heavenly Father. He was not a priest. That was only for the priest. Because he said, Samuel didn't come in time. You weren't here, so I, I, I went on and did it myself. See, he'd become so full of himself. In his mind, there was nothing wrong with what he did. And that's what happens to some of us. We're so full of ourselves, we think, I have a right to be angry at this person. They're getting this position that I should have. But they just overlook the fact that they come in late at work. Um, they're on the phone most of the time. Yeah, sure, they had they were they had the ability to to be advanced, but they were taking advantage of things. They were not giving it their all. And here comes somebody else that's just as qualified as they are, haven't been there that long, but they're giving their all, their best. They're they're being on time for their break, coming back on time for their lunch, you know, giving extra and, and they're noticed. And it also makes it no more noticeable that the person who should be in this position, how they're taken for granted and they're not doing what they should do. Well, well, we know how that goes. Anyway, Let's move on to something. Here are a few examples, names and examples of justifiable anger, righteous indignation. Let's take Moses in Exodus. Moses broke the tablets of stone with the Ten Commandments when he came down and found the children of Israel, Yashirah, which is called Israel, fornicating, drinking, partying, having orgies, celebrating and worshiping a, a golden calf that his brother made. That got me. Aaron should have known better. So he was angry. It was, I mean, justifiable anger. But when he broke those tablets, what did he have to do? He had to go back up and do it all again. He could have been angry without breaking those tablets, but he broke them. He broke them. As another time, his anger got him in big trouble, really big trouble, when he was told to speak to the rock to bring water to the people. They were grumbling and complaining, and he was fed up with them. I don't blame him. I mean, just whining. They they were just such spoiled brats. They didn't have water. They get water and they're okay. Then we want manna. We want bread. They got manna. And we want meat. Then they got meat. They just, I mean, they were just grumbling and complaining about everything. As many times as he blessed them and would, with miracles, it didn't seem to, to mean anything. As you can see, miracles don't change people. It's transformation. The miracles didn't do it. He opened the Red Sea and they went through the Red Sea. Did that 
makes them not doubt him? No. As soon as they got thirsty. Would you bring us out here to, 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 to die of thirst? As soon as they got hungry. We're going to die of thirst. We should have stayed in slavery. At least we had leeks and spices. I mean, unbelievable. But getting back to Moses. His anger with the people. Yes, he had. It was righteous indignation, but he was wrong when he allowed his anger to disobey the Father. Because like I say, you know, you don't do. You don't do less than the Father tells you, and you don't do more than what he tells you. You do exactly what he tells you. Moses not only spoke to the rock, he hit the rock. And, you know, Heavenly Father still gave them water. But guess what? It cost him going into the land of milk and honey. He was only able to look down at it from the top of a mountain. All those years, he was leading the people to go in there. And Heavenly Father kept him alive and kept him strong. But his anger caused him to blow it. disobeyed. He did more than what he was supposed to do. And you can say, well, the people were so angry. They made him do. Yes, the people. But nobody can make you do anything that you don't give them permission to do. You have to give your permission for anybody to take your peace, take your joy, make you angry. You have to give your permission by allowing it. When you allow that, you're saying you're giving them their permission. Same with the devil, with the enemy. He can only do what we give him permission. When we give in to those negative, awful thoughts, we get it, give in to that jealousy. He has his little lion spirits whispering, but we give in to it. Okay, moving right along. Then there's Samson in Judges. Now, Samson was, oh, he was truly blessed, Baruch, so many times. And he was so disobedient, marrying with those foreign women he wasn't supposed to. He was drinking, he was fornicating. He was doing all types of things. But the anger I want to talk about, justifiable anger of Samson, when he knew, after he had, <laughs> was stupid enough to let Delilah know his secret. You know, he let sex bring him down. And when they cut his hair, and then they put his eyes out, and I mean, he felt so foolish. She was so sorry, right? But then he got angry. He was angry at himself for his foolishness and for his disobedience. So he got, he had time to think about it. He was a slave and he was blind and they were um, just used for their sport to make fun of. But he was so angry. He was angry at himself and he was angry at the people and his justifiable anger. He asked for his strength one more time so that he could kill those wretched, the Philistines and himself. He knew he had done wrong. And he was supposed to deliver his people from the Philistines. So that anger with himself and his disobedience and his sin and those sinful people and 
the anger of not completing his assignment that he was sent to do. That righteous indignation, Heavenly Father gave him his wish and he pushed those two pillars down and killed all the Philistines and himself. Yes, he did. Hmm, Samson. Let's give one more. How about the King of Kings and Savior, Yahusha Mashayak, he who's called Jesus the Messiah. Now, in, it was written in John and in, in uh, Book of John and Book of Matthew. He got angry, the Savior got angry because of the people disrespecting the temple, his father's house. What he called, he said, you have made my father's house a den of thieves, a marketplace. It is supposed to be a house of prayer. You notice, beloved, it didn't say a house of worship because that's what most churches call it, house of worship. No, he said, a house of prayer. They were selling doves and, and animals, you know, changing money. I mean, it was a marketplace, made it a marketplace. And he was angry. He put together a whip with nine cattails and he whipped the people. He kicked over the, the tables with the money changers and kicked over the, the, and let the pigeons, the birds out and, and opened the gates for the animals, the sheep. He was angry. But that was justifiable anger. Anger, it was righteous indignation. He didn't, it didn't cause, he didn't curse anybody else. He didn't sin. You know, there's a scripture say, be angry, but sin not. <laughs> and I know it says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. I wasn't even going to talk about this, but most people, we've been taught that it means you can be angry all day, but just don't, don't be angry when the sun goes down. Now, that's really not, I, I'll do another talk about that, but that's not really what it meant. It's, he said, be angry, because what they were talking about, before that, I don't have that scripture in front of me. He's talking about sin and e evil. We're supposed to be angry and hate sin. We're supposed to hate, be angry at Satan and angry at sin every day. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. You should never be caught not being angry at evil, not being angry at Satan, not being angry, angry at sin. Because if you do, You're, gonna, you're allowing things to happen. We have, when you're angry about something, you, you, I mean, you fight against it. You're, I'm not allowing sin in my life. I'm not allowing the evil one any place in my life. That type of anger, that's righteous indignation. And you should not let the sun go down. You, you should feel that way when the sun goes down. You should feel that way when you go to sleep, when you wake up in the morning. I'm not letting evil into my life. I am not allowing sin. We can agree to disagree. But if you read, I'll do that. Bring that, um, that subject in. Because I, I, I have, I have um, written that out. 
But what I'm saying is, <laughs> I went to another place, but if you're angry about something, but you know it's unjustifiable anger, get rid of it. Don't allow it to destroy you. Is your anger justifiable or unjustifiable? Only you and Yah, the Heavenly Father, knows the whole truth. Beloved, don't let your anger destroy you. Don't let your anger destroy your relationship. Don't let your anger ruin your career cause you to lose your, lose your job. Don't let your anger take your peace and your joy. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. And, you know, evaluate yourself and your anger. Why am I angry? What am I benefiting by being angry? Now I can say if it's righteous indignation, you know, you're standing against evil, against wrong. But that doesn't mean you walk around with a bad attitude and being mean to people. You, you just, you're angry at that particular thing. But most times people, they let their anger, somebody come in, good morning. It's like, whoa. What did I do? Or someone to call you on the phone. And after they talk to you, it's like, Phew, I wish I hadn't have called. You know, we're contagious, right? Your joy is contagious and your anger is contagious. We are contagious. We infect as well as affect people and atmospheres around us. We must be mindful of that and take responsibility of that. We can change, walk into a place where everybody's happy and celebrating and we come, you come with that anger, that, that bad attitude, that bring that darkness in and it just changes the whole atmosphere and just depresses it, the whole place. Because you brought it in. We are contagious. Now that could be a good thing and that could be a bad thing. Which are you? Are you infecting everyone with your joy, with your peace, with your kindness, with your encouraging words, or with your discouragement, with your self-pity, feeling sorry for yourself, with your down words, with your doubt, with your jealousy, or your regret where you think you've gotten too old, you can't do what you were supposed to do, and maybe you're blaming a spouse or children, your, your children, because you couldn't fulfill your dreams. You said, nobody made you. That was your decision. 
And beloved, good news, you're still alive and you're listening to this, it's not too late. I know what I'm talking about. I'm in my 60s, in my late 60s, and I'm still doing things that I should have done when I was younger. I'm doing now. It's not over. On a lot of things, my life has just begun on a lot of things. As long as you're breathing, it's not too late. I promise you, it's not too late. I know what I'm talking about. It's not too late. Our Father can do anything. I love this verse, Job 42, 2, I believe it is. I know you can do everything. And there is no thought that can be withheld from you. So, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up hope, but give up the anger. Give up the anger. It's costing you. It's costing you. It can also age you. It takes all the fun out of you. <laughs> yeah, it does. You know, it's about time for me to end, but I wanted to make sure I sort of clear up, you know, when I said um, earlier about how be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, don't ever stop being angry at sin or at evil. You know, I'm, I mean that. I meant that. But also, I know you should not go to bed angry. It's true. You should not. But you shouldn't walk away. Walk, walk around all day angry because if you walk around all day angry you're gonna go to you're gonna go to bed, bed angry you just can't oh the sun is going down I can't be angry now okay I repent that's not real repentance so I do agree you should not go to bed with anger but you shouldn't walk around all day in anger either or either you know I think just since I mentioned it, I, I, I wasn't intending to. Why don't I read a little bit of that? This it's it's really it's Ephesians four. What I was talking about is um, Ephesians chapter four, verse um, twenty six. Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. But I'm, let me just read a little bit since I, you know, opened up the can of worms, so to speak. Let's see. I'll start at. Um, I'll just read, um, starting at verse 23. This is Ephesians 4, 23. No, I'll read, um, yeah, I'll, I'll start at 22. That ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's 23. And that ye put on the new man, which after Yah, the Bible says, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. 25. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. And now, Ephesians 4.26, be ye angry, comma, and sin not. 
let not the sun go down upon your wrath. And then 27 says, neither give place to the devil. So that can go both ways. You, you don't give place to the devil. Never give him a place. See, if, you, if you're hating sin, if you're hating evil, you're not going to give him a place. You're not going to give him the time of day to come in and, and destroy anything. It's like, oh no, I recognize you. Sin, you're not getting in here. And it can also be as neither give place to the devil where you're having unrighteous anger, you know, and cause you to be dislikable or rude. But yeah, th after that verse, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. If you want to read 28, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the things which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth, that he may have to give to him that needeth. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of Yah, Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. It didn't say before the sun goes down. You should put that away anyway. And the last verse. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Yah, for Yahuwah's sake, has forgiven you. The Bible says, even as God, for Christ's sake has forgiven you. So what I'm saying, I wanted to clear up, I do believe you, you should not go to bed angry. We got that, yes. But you shouldn't walk around all day angry. It doesn't mean it's okay to walk around all day angry and then when the sun goes down, repent. And I do believe that you should never give place to the devil. You should always hate sin. You should always hate evil. So, uh, okay, so so you know what I mean. Because when I usually when I say that, people are, are shocked. I know because I, I I wasn't taught that. I taught as men. I was taught that you can be angry, but before the sun goes down, then you got to stop being angry. <laughs> anyway, I hope that didn't take us off. I just had to clear that up. But beloved, just saying. Don't let your, that sweet spirit that you have and that wonderful laughter that you have that infects people, don't let that be buried because of your anger. Let it go. Let the unjustifiable anger go. All right. Well, since I brought that last part in it just kind of took me to another place but I want to end saying it's not too late do you know most of the things that I've accomplished started in my 50s I did a lot of things when I was younger yeah but the most the biggest things that I've done the most important things that I've done started in my 50s it's not too late no and I still have a lot of things I'm going to do you know, I believe that I'm just coming into a place where 
I'm supposed to be, that I will be able to do the things that the Heavenly Father put me on this earth to do. I believe I'm just coming to that place. If, I, if it had been when I was younger, I would have thought it was, it was me. Now I know it's him. So I'm just saying this to the person who feels like they're too old. You're not. You're not. And someone who thinks they're too young. You're not. Okay. Well, I don't want to digress. It seems like I just wanted to clear up that last part. Okay, beloved, thank you for joining me here at Heart to Heart with our little talk. And this was for someone. And I hope you received it and you got everything that Yah wanted you to get from heart to heart, from, from his heart in heaven to your heart here on earth. All right, beloved. Until we meet again. Yeah, willing, of course. Shalom. Peace be with you. See you next time, family and friends.